0: And the Crusaders uh, first met at Eden Park in a Super Rugby final back in 1998, yep, 24 years ago. It turned out to be an iconic match in the the competition's history, of course. James Kerr broke the deadlock in the final minutes off an Andrew Merton's kick to seal victory for the Crusaders, picking up their first of uh, their now Super Rugby titles and stunning the Auckland crowd. So now Scott Robertson and his side are looking to enter the sold-out Garden of Eden and walk away with their sixth title. In six years, uh, one man who knows uh, all about winning with the Crusaders is uh, Corey Flynn. Corey, of course, 150 games in a career that spanned 2002 to 2014. Perfectly placed to talk about the challenge of going to Eden Park. Corey Flynn, good morning to you.
1: Good Smitty, how are you?
0: Oh, I'm good, man. Thanks for taking the time uh, off the building site to have a chat to us. Did uh, going to Eden Park, did it, did it ever faze you greatly or did you look for, you relish the challenge?
1: Um, no, I wouldn't say it phased us. I mean, you always know that, uh, whether it be you know whether it be a round robin or final. You know, the, the Blues are going to be pretty pretty special team, and um, I've been on the on the back end of a of a couple of hidings and also a couple of good wins. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a great place to be able to go and play.
0: Looking back on on your time in Super Rugby finals, is there one win that was more memorable for you than any other?
1: Um I mean the the Waratahs at home it was was pretty epic. I mean we had a pretty dominant season um throughout that year and but the first one against um I think it was uh, the Brumbies was was pretty epic too. I mean I didn't play uh that long but um you know the the Waratahs I had a I had a fair fair contribution to so I suppose that one there would would really stick out.
0: Because they were the days of, of Jade Stadium prior to this stadium prior to the earthquake, of course. So when you when you looked at Jade Stadium as such, and I, I, I ask you this in comparison to how the Blues looked to Eden Park, did, was it your domain? That, did you look to protect it as such?
1: Yeah, we we um, we considered it a fortress. Uh, that was our that was our home uh, our, our home ground. I mean, when when you had Jade Stadium full and with the extra. In preceding, it was it was a pretty epic place to play. I mean, um, you know we 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 put on, we put out some performances there that uh, would would really would really rate up there. So I mean, you know that that was definitely a fortress. Um, we we knew that if, if people come to us, then they were gonna, they were going to be in for a hell of a time.
0: Looking back at your career, you followed on from uh, the legend that uh, Mark Hammett, the Hammer, was. What about uh, those expectations of wearing a Crusaders jersey? Because you're always there or thereabouts. Um, Did you feel that?
1: Yeah, you do. Um, obviously, you know the the public in, in Canterbury is pretty pretty one eyed, as you'd know, mate. Um, and they expect they expect success, and that that's probably um, that's probably because we've been so successful. You know, they they demand it now, and um, they get pissed off when they when they don't get it. So um, it does come with expectation and pressure. But you know, you always have that now when you when you become a crusader. So. Um, I, I think it's not something that's just heaped on you from at one point. It's it's right there from the start. So um, you know, like you, you you build with that as a as a young fella, and um, and you pass that on when you uh, when you're a senior guy, and um, and bringing young guys through. So you always have it at a certain point.
0: Corey, you've always uh, had great front rows down there, in Canterbury Rugby Crusaders, of course, has been the pinnacle of that as well. Why is that the case? Um, you know, I mean, you, you've stood in between some terrific props, and and you know, you've you've built an engine room from the front, which has always been formidable. Why?
1: Um, I, I think, well, our game, you know, our game um, is basically non-existent without a good set piece. So. If, if we don't have that, we don't win. You know, so there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. Um, because there's a lot of pride that um, comes with what's gone before, and um, you know, you want to live up to those um, those same same standards and and stuff, and and not let the not let the name and the and the club down.
0: Corey, how do you see these two front rows tomorrow? I mean, the Blues have had the luxury of leaving two All Blacks uh, on the bench, as such, so uh, Tuionukuafai and uh, Tuanga Farsi not even starting. So, how how do you look at the match up tomorrow night?
1: Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? I mean, it's so exciting in terms of uh, if, if that's the uh, if, if that's one of the talking points, you know, uh, a Blues front row that's leaving two All Blacks on the on the bench is is pretty exciting. Um, you know, you've got the Crusaders who are, who have have had a couple of injuries and stuff like that, but you know they they're holding their own. So it's it's going to be a massive match up right across the park. Or you know, it's, it's just, I, I just can't wait to watch
0: it. Well, I can't wait to watch it either. And I, I hope, like Hell and I would imagine you do too, that uh, it won't be referee dominated. Uh, and you're in the best position to talk about this the, the legislation and the, the, the resetting of scrums etc H- how do you look on the way that the scrum is uh, administered I guess these days as much as anything else
1: yeah it's uh... Oh, it's a tough one, mate. I think it goes higher than than the referees. You know, the, the referees are just doing their job. You can't you can't sort of put too much on them because it's it's the rule makers that are that are making the mistakes in terms of what the what they're trying to achieve. And um, you know, the players are just just doing their job to to what they the, what they think the um, the rules are, and the referees are just thinking. You know, they're administering. And refereeing the game the the way that they see, so it's the guys that are actually making the rules that are cocking this game up.
0: So, what would you like to see in terms of the engagement, mate? If you if you were a rule maker, would you, what adjustments would you make?
1: Um, I think as soon as as soon as you see anyone going in, that's your, that, that's your, that's your class for penalties. Um, oh, in terms of resets. I would I would have one, and then it'd be straight to penalties. You want to see the game going. I mean, you want a contest, and if you lose scrums, you lose rugby. You might as well just play league. So you need to actually keep the game as it is, but um, you just need to because you you want to speed it up as well. You don't want resets after resets, but you know you want to have that contest all the time.
0: Uh, Corey what about uh, the way the game aside from that is, is sort of being dominated by cards it's a, it's a major talking point for, for us on radio and, and our, our listeners etc and I imagine from time to time with your mates or your, your, your colleagues uh, you talk about it as well it's differed so much even from your time
1: yeah it is um, you know and, and that's uh, I suppose they're trying to make the game safer um, and, well that's their, that's their reasoning whether whether it's having that effect, who knows? Um, you know, but the players themselves have actually got to get better. You know, they they know the rules, um, and the the thing about being a professional footy player is you're always on the limit. Um, that's you know, you look at the likes of McCaw and and stuff, and he was he was changing the game when rules were being made. So um, you know, he's he always played on the limit, and with that, you're going to actually uh, get penalised, get cards. But at the moment, the boys aren't the boys aren't adapting quick enough. Um, I think uh, the players need to take it on themselves a little bit because you know the the rules are there. They're stated pretty clearly, but yet you've still got guys looking to tackle at chest height, which is danger of making contact to the head. You know, so um, drop your hips, uh, drop your shoulders, and you you won't get any cards. It's pretty simple.
0: Okay, Uh, this regime um, under Scott Robertson the Razor regime as people are calling it, Uh, how have you viewed that uh, and um, uh, Razor's amazing success rate I guess
1: Yeah, uh, I mean how can you not just stand back and be inspired or in awe Um, what he's been able to do in the last 6 years or 5 years with 5 titles hopefully 6 you know it's, it's it's. it is. It's nothing short of outstanding. So, um, you know, obviously he's got a good team with him, and he's got a good stable of players. So, um, but yeah, it's been fantastic to watch. Exciting. It's a good brand of rugby, and the boys love it. You know, um, I've been privileged enough to be inside the camper at some part in the last few years, and they're, they're just happy. You know, um, they they love showing up to work every day. They they love going into bat with their into battle with your mates and um, yeah it's just a, it sounds like and looks like a really cool environment
0: Speaking of which does does that mean then you, you keep in contact uh, with the guys of your era very much, I mean at this time of the year do you compare notes about what it was like compared to what it's going to be like tomorrow night? do you, do you have that, that camaraderie still?
1: Yeah, you know, you obviously got the guys that you spend a bit of, uh, more time with and stuff. So you keep them in contact. We had actually, we actually had a Crusaders alumni get together during the quarterfinal and went and watched the game. And um, we had a good turnout for that. It was. It was uh, it was cold as tits and I didn't really enjoy the game as much. Um, you know, it was a great advertisement for this new stadium. But you know, we got together and the boys the boys talked about how good um, the boys are going and, and you know how impressive it is to watch. So it's quite cool. You know that's um, yeah you, you you get there and and you talk about um, the the way it is or the way it was and um, but. No, it's, I mean, you always keep in touch.
0: Tori, sure, you played over 300 first-class games. Uh, you hung up your boots after 17 years of professional rugby, which uh, in your particular position is an amazing uh, achievement. Um, what does life look uh, like for Corey Flynn these days? Yeah, any involvement in rugby at all?
1: Yes, I, um, I was doing a little bit of throwing coaching with the Crusaders. Um, this year and um, I coach my wee boys team high school old boys under 13, Um and I'm actually pulling on the boots this weekend for a Div 2 club in Christchurch so still got a bit of involvement in rugby I mean I love the game you know uh, I'll watch it I'll watch it till I'm, till I'm uh, really grey old and probably in a, in a box so um, but yeah I mean <laughs> Rugby's uh, rag- Rugby is definitely
0: part of my blood and um, I love the game. Corey, wouldn't it be great, uh, not that it won't happen this year, of course, because it's at Eden Park, but at some stage in the future for the future Crusaders to run out into a plush new stadium? Uh, Razor's been outspoken about it, uh, Jace Ryan has been as well. Uh, Christchurch has got to have it, doesn't it? Simply.
1: It does, mate. You know, it's, um, the the public are screaming for it. You know, as I said before, went to that quarter final and it was bitterly cold. I mean, uh, you know. It, it Like I said, I love rugby, and I'm going to be watching it, but in the foreseeable future, especially in Christchurch winters, I'll be watching it at home. It's just too cold. Um, You know, I I won't take my kids to it, which is a shame. Uh, They're missing out on some spectacles. Um, But, yeah, uh, it is. They need it. And, um, you know, if uh, if, if we get one, then, you know, it's, it's sort of the old field of dreams. If you build it, they'll come. So, yeah, it'll be great.
0: You going tomorrow night, or are you watching from home? No, I'll be watching from home,
1: mate. I, I'll, I'll probably be nursing a very sore body after this uh,
0: after the third game. So, <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so when, when you're watching uh, Corey, what what are the things you'll be looking for up front? What are the early signs of dominance you'll be looking for?
1: It'll be it'll be dominant in the collisions. You know, there's going to be a lot of uh, there's going to be a lot of passion out there, but that dominance has got to. It's got to start and it's got to keep going through that first half. you'll see you'll see patches of, of people dropping off, but if whoever gets that dominance and carries on, then that physical dominance will I think come out the victor in the in, in the game. Um, if they can if they can rush um, get that dominance for uh, the first forty. Then it's going to go a long way. Notice I haven't said either team because I think both of them could do it. You know, um, yeah. it's just going to be who gets that physical, that physical dominance, and carries on.
0: Corey Flynn, been uh, great catching up with you mate Uh, I can sense the fact that uh, even though you're lacing up for Boots and Div 2 you wouldn't mind lacing them up at Eden Park tomorrow either so uh, (laughs) hey mate enjoy the spectacle and I hope on uh, Sunday morning you can wake up and walk and uh, from your point of view celebrate uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of Crusader music and a little bit of reminiscence of the times when you woke up with a hell of a hangover after you'd won up, mate thank you (laughs) cheers mate